Hi guys, my name is Maddie. Welcome or welcome back to the Musician Diaries. So I know you know me, but today I have a special guest. Hello, um, my name is Nicole. I'm also known as Nick Plays Flute on Instagram, and I'm so happy to be here. So if you couldn't already tell by the title of today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 100 Days of Practice Challenge, which I just finished, or in Nicole's case, the 365 Days of Practice Challenge. On my Instagram a couple days ago, I posted a question thing, and I was just like, drop your questions about it. So first off, we're just going to go through and answer some of your questions. So the first question, and this was asked the most, is what's the point of the 100 days challenge? And honestly, in my opinion, it's just, you know, to practice for 100 days straight and just to build up not only your endurance, but also just so practicing becomes a habit. What about you, Nicole? Okay, so for me, I started this account the same time I started 365 days. So I started 365 days right on January 1st as like a new year's resolution like I need to practice more I need to do better but then also I was a high school junior at the time so now I'm a senior I'm preparing all these college auditions and stuff and I really had to keep myself accountable and like really keep track of what I was doing I didn't expect like COVID to happen so that was kind of just like a blessing in disguise so I had all this time myself so like why not and I know like a bunch of practice accounts that also started during COVID and during lockdown because we didn't have anything to do like there's nothing to do so you might as well just like take this time and like work on yourself work on who you are as a musician things like that proving her point i started my practice account in like may i think and then i started the 100 days of practice challenge shortly after in a sense it was a lot easier to do it in quarantine because we had so much more time moving on to the next question did you see much improvement Yes, 100%. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say like a flat out yes to that. So I was like, there's some times where I like look back on like the start of my post and like see like what I was working with. And like, obviously, there are some pieces that I haven't been working on since and like there are some that I'm still working on now. And you could just tell like, there are some times where you think like, oh, I'm not improving. Like I'm just playing the same things over and over. But if you really listen to yourself, it's there. Like you can just listen to the improvement. And I feel like that happens more when you're playing more for yourself and not for your audience. Yeah, if you ever feel discouraged, like if you have a practice count, look back at your old stuff. It really helps a lot. You got this. <laughs> um, yeah, and kind of just going off of what Nicole said, like I recently just finished the 100 days and there's this one piece, I think it was Charlie one. I talked about this in one of my last episodes, but you can just see how much improvement, like when I first started reading through it, I could barely get through like the first eight bars consistently. And then, you know, slowly I started adding eight more bars and then like sectioning it. But like, heck now I'm using it for like university auditions. Like it's fine now, right? But even just being able to look back and see how much you've actually improved is crazy because before like tracking everything it's like yeah i've improved or whatever but you don't actually see it people tell you oh you've improved so much but sometimes you don't know whether that's just because they're trying to make you feel good right yeah like you're you're your own harshest critic and for me like when everything started happening in march i had to quit lessons because it was kind of like a financial thing but also like my teacher just did not have time and she was also like trying to reorient herself so I just didn't have lessons until like last week and like for most of my 365 days I've really been focusing more on like myself and how I see myself and sometimes it was a little like am I really doing this like am I doing this right 
But then like when you have a fresh pair of ears and you have your audience, like it helps so much. Honestly, I find having kind of like a platform now and having an audience in a sense is keeping us more motivated me anyway because it's like people will dm me it's like oh you forgot to post and then i'm like oh shoot sorry yeah no i have my friends text me and they're like oh my god like did you did you practice today i'm just like yeah (laughs) i gotta film that it's like are you okay (laughs) you didn't didn't post today what's up but yeah and so that kind of goes into the next question uh number three was it hard to stay motivated a bunch of questions that really all fall under the same thing when I do like live Q&A's they're like how do you stay motivated during this like how do you like keep doing every day and I'm just like like there are obviously some times where you're gonna feel like do I should I do this day like I'm tired I'm bored like I'm lazy but for me like like practicing yeah but like for me like this is a really awful answer and I say it like every time but I just kind of just like force myself to do it and I remember, like, back when I did, like, orchestras and stuff before all this happened, we were talking about, like, if you don't feel like Eight practicing, what do you do, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're, like, oh, just, like, set, like, small goals. And, like, after you do them, just, like, motivate yourself to work on bigger and bigger goals. And, like, I kind of started doing that. But, yeah, motivation sometimes is a really hard thing to do, especially when you're burned out. But remember, like, you're doing this because you love it. And basically just, like... You have to motivate yourself if you want to get what you want. A couple of you know this if you've been listening to a bunch of my other episodes. I've kind of alluded to it a little bit, but a couple months ago, I was just not doing great mentally, and so I couldn't get out of bed. Like, I wasn't doing any school. Like, each day, it wasn't about getting stuff done. It was about getting out of bed, and at that point, that was... A struggle and this was in my 100 days of practice challenge and so honestly what I did on those days it's less of staying motivated it's more about like days I didn't feel like practicing because I wasn't feeling great or whatever and so honestly my best recommendation for those days is just focus on technique like technique you can hear changes a lot quicker and that'll at least make you feel better a bit mentally and even with scales and stuff a lot of that especially if you've been practicing and playing for a long time it's just muscle memory and that way you're still getting your instrument up to your face you're still practicing but it doesn't feel like a total workout exactly like going off of what you said like if you just play like fundamentals or if you just like film yourself warming up that is enough for your audience to see i feel like a lot of practice accounts they try and just like section off something that seems like impressive and like seems like somebody will like really like it and come to be like wow you're so good but like you don't have to be so show-offy all the time for me like this morning i just posted like a chromatic scale like i was warming up because i'm gonna be filming tonight for auditions so i didn't want to like post any audition material and i had someone comment like oh you should post your like full Bach and I was like I don't want to do that because I'm going to be sending these out yeah like I'm going to be sending these out to colleges if they know that like I put that out there on the internet like that's so impersonal that but that's off topic so like yeah for me like also sometimes I don't post videos I post like photos and I'm like oh there's no video today sorry it's not because I didn't practice it's because like I played something and like I had some takes and I didn't really like them so I don't think they're worth posting but also like if you don't post a photo like it doesn't mean you're cheating it doesn't mean you're cheating out of the challenge unless if you actually are but that's a different story but 
yeah if you just like post photos say like oh no video today but i did this this and this like that's enough to show that you're motivated that's enough to show that you really care about what you're doing because if you take a bunch of takes and you don't like any of them to post like it's like that because you care about what you're putting out there and that's a good thing and that's honestly enough for the people that you're reaching out to so you don't have to always like do something to like redeem yourself or prove yourself to people as long as you know that you're here for a reason that's really enough but also at the same time i like especially when i first started i would post like when i'm messing up right Mm -hmm. because also a whole part of music and I I talked about this in my last episode, a whole part of it is willing to be wrong, right? And needing to make mistakes in order to grow as a musician. And so sometimes, you know, when I post my mistakes or something, it's also good, not only for me, but also I've had other people DM me and saying like, hey, like, thank you for posting your mistakes. Because often, even when I look at like other musicians, all they post is like stuff that's completely perfect. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why do you, <laughs> yeah. why are they so perfect? And why am I not? Yeah, like social media is just like a whole thing where you basically like don't see that side of a person. You're just basically seeing like the perfect side of a person or like, why can't it be like them? But like you said, like, if you post, like, mistakes and stuff, like, I have a whole, like, outtakes highlight on my Insta stories. Yes. It humanizes you. It shows that you're human. You're not always gonna have those good days. And also, like, I haven't gotten, like, a hate comment yet, thank God. And, like, I feel like people are just, like, very scared of those. But also, like, yeah. no one's out there to get you. Like, no one's gonna be like, oh, you played wrong. No, like, no one's gonna do that. And if you're also, like, not open to getting, like, feedback from other people in the comments or DMs, then, like, to be blunt, like, I don't know why you're doing this practice account if you're not open to wanting feedback and wanting other people to hear you and even just going on that like in terms of feedback and criticism like most of the criticism you get or feedback you get will be positive yeah but then again there's also gonna be like the one person who will slide into your dms saying why did you play that so badly or why did you do this instead of something else and honestly as much as they're being a little poo (laughs) Like, you have to take into consideration what they're saying and question, like, do they have a point? Like, and can you take what they're telling you as rude as it might have been and use that to better your playing or better yourself in any way? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just all advice is advice, no matter how blunt it is. But, yeah. Yeah, like, the musician community is basically just, like, everyone's so nice like I haven't met one person in the musician community that I thought was like a total d like I (laughs) like I personally know like so many like people who have music accounts like I know I knew um Miss Euphonium Natalie Colgrove since March and I've seen like stuff happen her like a few months ago Tuba Red decided to just like yeah yeah that whole like master class thing like that's so rare But there are so many people that are going to back you up. And I know, like, Sarah Goldberg, like, Sarah plays trombone. I remember she put up, like, before she went to Interlochen, she put up, like, this brass quintet or, like, this brass ensemble thing. And, like, this guy was like, this sounds like a circus. And, like, so many people backed her up. And, like, so many people just shut down that guy because he was obviously just, like, trolling. My point is, like, people are going to say whatever they want. And, like, not everyone is going to like you, but it's your job to make sure you have that character and maturity to just, like, let it slide and keep doing what you want to do. And also just to know at the end of the day, like, you're doing the best you can. Yeah. 
And that's all that should be important. And if people are hating on you at your best, well then ignore them. Like they clearly know nothing about you. And like, it's just not even worth it to let them affect you in any way whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Next question. Should I try to do the 100 days or 365 days of practice challenge? Like yes. you personally, or is this like a question that... Uh, this is a question I got okay, okay. on my Instagram. Because I was going to say, like, I'm going to say, like, if you already, like, just finished your practice challenge, don't jump into another one. Like, you're going to burn yourself out so quick. But if for, like, the audience out there, like, if you haven't done one yet, like, do it. Try it. Like... It's something that will really help you and it's something that will really push you and challenge you because it's a challenge, obviously. So, like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's fine. No one's going to hate you for it. And even if you want to start small, like, you can try practicing for one week straight. Yeah. And then maybe a month. And then, you know, if you want, try a couple months and then, you know, make it a year. You can keep going up incrementally. Yeah. Like, don't do what I did. Like, I went straight into 365 on January 1st like completely new in my practice account i started the challenge right when i started the account so like i don't know why i did that for future reference if i ever like do decide to do another challenge like i probably won't do that like i remember over the summer in like august yes august or july either one like ny phil put out the 30 days of practice and oh yeah yeah like that was simple that was somebody that like that was something that pretty much almost every practice account did but i didn't do it because i was obviously doing my own so yeah, there are going to be so many ways that you can get involved in practice challenges, and there are so many that you can choose from. Okay, so next question. How much do you practice a day? This is always a question like, my Q&As, like, no matter where I put them. Um, for I me, know. Yeah, like, going back to where we are talking about, like, posting, like, photos or just, like, not doing videos or doing, like, very short practice and technique, like, I try to aim for at least 20 minutes. Like, I'll put in a plus warm-up. Like, I'll put in a warm-up and then I'll try and work on whatever I'm doing for at least 20 minutes. And after those 20 minutes, it really depends on how I feel that day. Like, if I really, if I'm, like, having those unmotivated, like, forcing myself to practice days, I'll warm up, probably work on just, like, one thing and just put my fluid away for the day if I feel satisfied enough. Um, Jeannie Backstresser, she's one of the former principal flutists at the NY Phil. She told me during, like, our NYU summer program that, like, if there's something that you're constantly frustrated on, like, just spend five minutes on it and just put it away. Even if you feel like you can do better, or even if you, like, really want to work on it, just try for five minutes, put it away, and just, like, forget about it, and the next day, like, try again. And it really doesn't matter, everybody hears this, but it really doesn't matter, like, how much you practice but just like how well you practice so if you want to do five minutes like just do five minutes but if you want to do like an hour do an hour like it's really up to you and how you feel like the main thing is like just don't overwork yourself because it'll just lead to like so many other things personally for me i typically try to get in like an hour a day at least you know so i'll warm up for 45 minutes like focus on technique and stuff as part of the warm up and then i'll transition to my pieces and honestly on a good day i think i've practiced once for like six hours straight but <laughs> on average i might practice anywhere between like an hour and a half in like three hours so and Man, honestly as Nicole, <laughs> i know well it was worse i got my braces off in oh. december of last year 
and I had just come off of a high of being like in a pit orchestra our school did Wizard of Oz so I was playing for like 10 hours a day um and then I go to not being able to play anything the next day because the next day I got my braces off and I I swear I sounded like a fourth grader who didn't know how to play and so it literally took months until I was back to where I was and so yeah I had to practice I had braces in middle school so I had them from oh my god (laughs) sixth grade to eighth grade and like I got my braces off in eighth grade like the day after yearbook photos so like it was just straight pain yeah (laughs) and I remember like playing flute I just couldn't like putting on braces and then playing flute was bad enough but like getting them off and playing flute was just like even worse I remember getting so like frustrated with myself and like this is before even had any sort of self-discipline and any self-control yeah and any sort of practice that I had so it was just like straight pain it was just like awful but like I can't imagine like brass because like your mouthpiece and all that like yeah that's gotta hurt and like I've personally had braces since like grade five and I only got them off last year grade 11. Needless to say my mouth was a mess but yeah so I didn't use wax or anything so when I have like the mouthpiece it would go like the brackets would oh, cut into the gums and so as I was saying like during pit or whatever like during intermission I would run upstairs from the pit backstage to the like concession stand as like front, ice like in the lobby <laughs> and get ice like after like the first week or whatever it's like the people like at the concession stand were just ready with a bag of ice just ready to hand oh it to me God. because like they knew they knew I was coming right and it's hard because we were doing like a couple shows a day too and so I finally got my range back like months ago so now it's getting on that university grind (laughs) I'm so not ready for university no like I have all my pieces picked out but like mentally I'm just not it (laughs) as you said that I just got an email from one of my colleges like I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of that later they're just like you need your audition so I'm like I know Rutgers though they're just they give me emails Auditions every haven't other even week. started for us yet yeah no mine are I have a pre-screen due December 1st and then like everyone wants them in by like December 1st or like January and like <laughs> Rutgers just emails me like every two weeks and they're like we have all your materials except for your video audition I'm just like I know okay I'm working on it <laughs> we love that see for us we aren't actually allowed to start recording until December 1st oh wow because we like our schools aren't as big as in the states right and so there is no pre-screening so it's just you apply you audition you do the interview that's it and then you know if you got in there's no no staged auditioning right so like the auditions if they're live they're going to be sometime between like january and like april Mm -hmm. and then if they're recorded i think you have until like january 1st to get them in but they won't accept any recordings that were recorded before December 1st because gotcha. they just want okay. yeah yeah oh, if that rough. makes any sense I yeah know. no for and us one school <laughs> sorry go ahead no it's okay like for us like so I have pre-screens for two schools but technically three because like we do since I'm doing music ed we do like interviews in like January February so I only have one live audition in February so like that's fine but then like I have to rush all these like videos and stuff it's wild like i went over the process i think 
in the past, but it's just like you have to film and like bring out all your pieces and you can repurpose pieces for different schools so you can use like the same video clips so that's basically what i'm doing so like last night i filmed the piece like the entire piece and that will cover pretty much all of my schools and then i have to film like my contemporary pieces and like etudes and scales today and then i'm basically like good to go so yeah so i only have to pre-screen two schools and then they're just like oh we can let you in for an interview or we can let you in for another audition so yeah, okay. ours is way more subjective. Well, I think also in part, like, it's because your schools are so Oh, yeah, much size. Bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I, what is it? Like, NYU? Like, wait, where? what state are you from? I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. So, NYU in the past, before COVID happened, they did, like, live auditions. So, they just, like, let anybody in. And then now, because they're doing video auditions, they don't want to waste their time. So, they're just like, we're doing a pre-screen. And I'm just like, whoa, like... Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> but yeah, so we, even before COVID and even now, there's still like no pre-screening thing, but it's so hard because it's the same admission requirements and like audition stuff for all of the schools I'm applying at, except one. <laughs> that one school, because like we have like a standardized like conservatory, right? So all the schools, it's like level eight conservatory, two pieces and then an etude and your technique and then this school it's like okay two separate movements from a sonata or concerto at level 10 conservatory and then a contemporary piece and then an etude and then technique there's just so much more for this one school mm. and so I haven't even started prepping that stuff yet and it's so bad because I need to are you are you talking about the RCM like levels like those yeah okay yeah no because how do you know about that because I teach a level six theory class with my okay. yeah with people at NJYS and like I know like all those videos on YouTube that's like oh I'm playing every single level the RCM book and I'm just like what like I, <laughs> yeah like I have no experience whatsoever besides teaching theory and even yeah. so, it's like, it, their stuff is wild. Like, they're so serious about it. It's, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, speaking about RCM, I'm doing my RCM 8 exam in February. And they just up updated the trumpet syllabus a couple years ago. And the technique requirements are literally crazy. Like, I'm losing my mind. Because the pieces I can do, the etudes I can do, the transposition I can do, it's the technique. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it's hard, it's just there's like major and minor like triads. And you know how for piano, how you go like C, E, G, C, and then E, G, C, E? It's like that, two octaves, but the pattern changes for like every key and they're saying you have to have that memorized it's like there's no way in heck i can have that memorized <laughs> that's just too much i'm sorry yeah i know yeah that's wild yeah no then things like they don't do it that intense no they do it pretty intense in college but like starting it this early is just like oh my god like it's crazy and rcm it's it's so weird too because I also want to get this exam done because I have my eight theory so if I get my eight practical I can get another high school credit but I don't know it's just so it's much crazy. work so like I'm registered for the exam I have my pieces are ready to go but it's just the technique like if that part just didn't exist I would be fine and do amazing but unfortunately Wild. it exists <laughs> yeah 
Okay, what will happen to your account once you finish this challenge? Love this question. <laughs> so by the time the practice challenge is over, I'd basically be done with all my auditions and except for like either I pass pre-screenings or I do that live audition in February. And then my ed interviews. So like while I was doing this challenge, like, I could get a bunch of DMs like every month that's like, hey, like, do you want to do a collab? Do you want to like send a video to us and be featured and stuff? And I explicitly said, like, I'm not doing collabs. And I'm basically not going to keep collabs open until after the challenge is over. I did one. I excused myself for one. So the trio I did three weeks ago? Yeah, three weeks ago was a piece that, like, I really wanted to play for a very long time. Because my chamber music organization that I used to be part of, they had one flutist, like, play that. And I thought it sounded so pretty. It sounded so nice. And then out of nowhere... I got this DM that was like, hey, do you want to play the drink trio? And I was like, yes. So yeah, that was my only exception to collab. So after your practice account is over, or after my, wow, no, after my challenge is over, like the count's not going anywhere. After your count is over. <laughs> never. It's never going to be over. Maybe. But it'll no, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It'll be our legacy. Like for right now. Yeah, no, for college, I'm definitely going to keep it. Like no excuses. But yeah, no, after this challenge is over, like, I'll open up collabs, but I'll be starting little by little, so I'm not going to take, like, all of them at once. I'm just going to see which ones are, like, what I prioritize most and stuff. So, yeah, no, so, so far, like, the only collabs I've done are, like, Drink Trio, and then, like, I have a Facebook group that, like, posts, like, gigs and stuff and, like, video projects, and That's someone so was cool. doing Sleigh Ride, and I was like, I'm playing Sleigh Ride, I need a little bit of, like, ensemble stuff right now, so, yes. yeah. <laughs> Those are my only two exceptions, but yeah, so I'm pretty much, like, gonna open up collabs again and, like, do, like, small videos of what I'm working on or, like, maybe post-performances. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out, but that's what I have in mind right now. Like, I definitely want to keep going with my college videos because I've been slacking on those, and I definitely want to, like, reveal, like, where I'm committing and stuff. Like, I still want my account to be around for that, so... Yeah. Um, honestly, for me, so my practice challenge has ended. So if you guys follow my account, which you better, um, you guys have pretty much just seen. I've been posting just practice videos and I've posted a couple performance videos. Like the other day I posted the last post because it was Remembrance Day or Veterans Day, whatever you call mm -hmm. it. And so I did that. So I've been doing <laughs> a bunch of things and... So I actually just finished a collab project with a bunch of other brass players. So that should be going up really soon. Go check it out if you haven't already. Um, so we did Mozart's Unclined Music, and like I completely arranged it and, you know, got everyone in and oh my gosh, that took so long. <laughs> just even arranging it took like, I swear, like a week straight and then putting it together and everything. But yeah, so hopefully you guys will be able to see more of that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Yeah, I always want to do video stuff, but like I just never like figured out how to. So I've done like experiment with GarageBand and stuff. But other than that, like- What editing software do you have? Oh, editing software. So for like my college videos, I just take videos on my phone and of me just like talking. And then I just like put all those clips together and then I do this through iMovie because I have a Mac and yeah, that's basically just all there for me. 
so i don't really like delve that much into video stuff except for that but when it comes to like practice videos and stuff like that i just do everything on my phone yeah no so one time like i posted like my excerpts that i did like as a fake audition on what my dad filmed for me so i posted those because those just uploaded to my computer and i could just airdrop them yeah and then like my collab projects i don't do any editing like i just send them the clips and then they just do it themselves so i'm not the person to ask for like collab editing and things like that like originally because i just got a different computer a while ago and this one came with final cut mm -hmm. and oh my gosh like final cut it's such a big difference between like imovie and this because like even in regards to doing collab projects imovie you can only put two videos together whereas with final cut you can put literally as many as you want and it's yeah it's cool and also it's just allowed me to do so many more things like you guys have seen my youtube channel hopefully so like all my editing for that i do on final cut my podcast i edit there it's literally like it is so worth it but it's also really freaking expensive <laughs> like i got it with like the pro apps bundle for education thing so it was like a hundred bucks instead of 400 oh my god <laughs> but yeah like there's no way I'd pay 400 bucks but so prior to that I was editing on iMovie and even for like my podcast it was so much harder because like with Final Cut you split the clip and then if you delete like a tiny section where you pause or something it just automatically fills that space so it just moves the rest of the clips over but with iMovie you had to move it yourself and there would always be like a tiny bit of like just dead silence between like the two clips but yeah i don't know <laughs> sorry i really have no idea where this conversation no, good, is going anymore <laughs> but yeah so anyway that's all the questions how's stuff been going it's going like it's pretty much like still like quarantine and like everything is just like meshing in all the days and coming in together but I recently started going back to school because our school has been shut down for a couple months because like basically every teacher decided to quit so they had to hire some new people before we what yeah i know it's crazy like how does that work yeah i have Aren't no they, idea like under <laughs> contract yeah no so like we have a lot of like old teachers in our school too so like it makes a lot of sense so people in our district were basically just like because of what's going on right now they put in like resignation letters or like retirement letters and they just like dipped so <laughs> it's like peace out yeah like we didn't have enough people to like take care of our school and like hold classes and stuff like that so they just put everything online until november so i was basically just like in this room seven days a week 24 hours a day so that's crazy. there's that yeah so i'm finally getting back into a routine and it's helping a lot so yeah that's how i'm doing <laughs> for us in regards to school like school closed in march and mm -hmm. has only really opened back up since september yeah and for secondary schools or high schools at least how it's working is you can either do full online or like modified in person so you go every other morning yeah same here same here and because i'm in the specialized like arts program in order to graduate with the arts like diploma i have to go in person because the oh. arts courses aren't offered online mm -hmm. like a bunch of my friends who were in the arts program went online just for like safety and but they aren't able to get any of the courses heck i don't think they can even just get like a generic band course 
right? Like, it's bad. It's and funny. it's so weird because for my university average anyway, four out of my six admission average courses are music. So, like, I don't, I really don't know what I would do without those music credits. But, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. For us, we're not allowed to... Okay, here's the thing. Like, we're talking with a mask is the same thing as, like, singing without a mask. Choir is not allowed to sing. And so they kind of just, like, sit in the cla- in the auditorium. They have to move, like, classrooms because, like, some classrooms are too small to be six feet apart. So they have to sit in the auditorium and, like, just, like, basically just have, like, conversations on Google Meets every day because they can't sing in the auditorium, which makes so absolutely weird. no sense. I, I don't even but, like, get the off. not singing thing. It's, like, you can talk with a mask on. Why can't you sing? Like, playing, I get, because it's, yeah. like... A- the air's coming out a different area completely but like singing it's like the masks there so i don't know i mean yeah I know it's all there. like safety reasons behind it i just don't personally know what those are but mm. i mean just do what you can to stay safe right yeah at the end and of the like day, we like, don't know when we're matters. gonna be able to bring instruments back in so like for the time being we're kind of just like doing whatever we're doing yeah. like listenings in wind ensemble and then back at home in afternoon like we're only there we only go to school in the mornings and then we leave for the afternoon so we eat lunch at home and stuff like that so we do like group lessons like basically sectionals in the afternoon and just like talk and stuff like that and do like smart music and, and yeah i hate smart music so much it doesn't do any good for anybody like it sucks no, but like they exactly. have no it's other just, option yeah it's the music teachers trying to give us something to do exactly because we can't really do much right now as you said about like how you guys have been doing like just chatting in class and doing smart music and stuff like that for us this semester we have our arts class and so the people who can play strings are going over to chamber so it's like me and a bunch of my friends will just go over and join chamber orchestra and then everyone else is doing like guitar or like percussion or stuff like that and it's weird because even in chamber orchestra like we're playing but at the same time, like, we're doing a recording for last year's grads next week. So we're dressing in concert black, we're going, we're performing, but we're also going to be six feet apart. And that's going to be so weird. Mm. But yeah, so it'll definitely be different, right? Yeah. And honestly, I'm glad I'm not doing percussion, though. <laughs> like, they're just on the marimbas. I think they're playing, like, The Little Mermaid right now. Like, the da 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 so da 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 so it's like I love that but at the same time I'd rather be playing viola you know Mm -hmm. yeah I know when you look at like the European orchestras that like got their stuff together and can actually do like rehearsals and stuff and like performances like it's so bizarre because you see if you okay so one orchestra I'm obsessed with is the Frankfurt Radio Symphony because they have all their stuff on YouTube and stuff like that and if you see like their full orchestra versus like how they're performing now it's crazy like everything's still like spaced out everything feels so empty and like when they do like shots of them like towards the audience like the audience is just like empty there's probably like five people yeah it's so weird to think about well yeah and even like performances with band and everything like it's not happening it's a mess yeah and like heck even as i said like the grad the grads that graduated last year they're only getting their ceremony in like a month from now so when you guys are listening to it probably around now mm-hmm. but anyway like that's really late right and so it's all virtual and everything too right i hope we at least kind of get a semi-normal grad right but i don't know <laughs> yeah 
like there's absolutely no way to tell anything right now like i really have soon. high hopes but also like i don't even know what's gonna happen here like i just don't know well right now at least where i am we're in like we're hitting the second wave and yeah so same we're here having, yeah like i think there was 1600 cases just in ontario the other day and people are questioning like how many cases will it take for them to close schools and like in my like school district thing there's a tracker so whenever there's a confirmed or probable case in a school there's a dash beside that school's name and even the school like 200 feet away from my house like down the street already has a couple cases and that's so it's scary because you like unless you know someone who has it yes you're cautious but it it's also weird because you don't you think about it as being a problem that you don't have to deal with right away mm-hmm. especially if like it's not impacting you personally or like your family like no one you know is sick but then when you hear there's a, a couple cases like down the street that's like your whole mindset just shifts and you start thinking exactly. oh my gosh that is so close like how could we let that happen right it's, it's scary oh my gosh like remember when it was like march and like all of us were like panicking and stuff and it's just like yeah you think about it now it's just like everyone's cared less and like everything's slowly going back to normal but it's getting so much worse a big part of that too is the fact that things they just started letting things open up too soon exactly right like yeah they're talking about extending our like christmas holidays to like four weeks or whatever just to keep people separated from each other and so who knows if that means school will go into july but (laughs) i don't know it's weird because i remember when this first started nowhere you could find toilet paper yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the most random thing. It's like you never thought you would be out of toilet paper until you hit a global pandemic. Yeah, like everyone took everything for granted. Like not even like toilet paper is just like a meme, but like basically like everyone was just like, oh, like I wanted to go out for this, but like I can't now, or like oh, I want to see my friends, but like I can't. Everyone's so like selfish in America too. Like everyone's just like, I don't want to wear a mask. It's uncomfortable. Like. I agree, like, I've never hated breathing so much until, like, I wore a mask, but then, like, it's worse, because, like, what if I get, like, if I get COVID, like, obviously I'm gonna, like, not be able to breathe, like, it sucks. Like, you have, you just have to deal with we being comfortable for a little bit. We do it for, for the safety bit. of other people. Exactly, like, we don't like it either, but we're still gonna comply with it, because we don't want to get sick ourselves, and, like, we don't want to hurt other people, and we don't want to get it either, so, like, it's only a small cost for something that's gonna be a lot better in the future, but... Hopefully. It's like those, yeah, it's like those kids in kindergarten that are, like, misbehaving, and then we get, like, five minutes off recess because of them. Like, it's literally just like that, but, like, out. make it the entire country, like. <laughs> yeah. This one school I drive by, like, this elementary school I drive by on my way to school. Sorry, not on my way. When I'm driving back home from school, this one elementary school, they're always out on, like, recess or on, like, their break. And there's, because they're outside, they're not wearing masks, but kids are running around and playing tag and, like, grabbing each other. Like, there is no pandemic. And, like, the teachers are by the door, like, talking with their masks on, but the kids are out there, no masks, playing tag. Like, that does nothing to stop the spread. And that school, that school has, like, 10 cases, I think. That's not okay. Like, no, it's not. And they're still open. 
No, I we have a preschool connected to our school, and like I remember, I okay. So on Tuesdays, like I can go to school like at regular time, but on Thursdays, like on that schedule, I get to come in school an hour late, so I get to see like all the little preschoolers like go into the preschool and stuff. Baby masks, like toddler masks, are the cutest thing. Like they they're so small, and I'm just like, like this is so that, cute. Like, like why? why? So cute. Like the designs on them are so exactly cute too, right. Like, bro, at my school, everyone just wears either like the blue like mask or just like all black. It's like, where's yeah. the spice? Where's the flavor? <laughs> yeah, no. Like I saw like this little like this dad like pulling out the mask for a little kid. And just put it. it. Just looks like it looks like a post-it. And I was just like, this is so <laughs> cute. It's so tiny too. It's like oh, I I miss working with kids. I miss my kiddos at work. It's weird. Yeah, no, my mom makes masks, so, like, I have, like, all these, like, designs and stuff, but then I'm just, like, but what about my outfit? Like, that brings another thing, too. Like, outfit coordination has been so much harder, but you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, I don't coordinate my outfits. I wear a hoodie and sweatpants every day. Yeah, I mean, like, when you're home, that's different, but, like, when you go out. (laughs) No, even when I go out, I go to school, hoodie, sweatpants, that's it. (laughs) Like, I, I see so many pictures of, like, people in the States and, like, different parts, like, dressing up for school. Is that a thing? I don't know. I tried to, like, put more effort into what I wear to school because I was that person that I just put on, like, a hoodie, sweatpants, and just, like, called it a day. But, like, now I'm actually, like, kind of, like, going through my closet and be like, does this go with this? But, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like part of it is just, like, aesthetic TikTok fashion. And then, like, yes. just guys, like, trying to make an effort stuff. Like, people really prioritize fashion here. For us, like, there's a couple kids who, you know, actually, like, look decent when they come to school every day. Like, my friend Megan, oh my gosh, her style is amazing. And then there's also, like, the whole group of kids who dress like your basic Toronto like bee. So like the black puff jacket, the root sweatpants and hoodie in the white Nike Air Forces and that's all they wear. And then there's people like me who just don't even care and just go to school in leggings, hoodie, sweatpants, whatever. I mean like last year I think there was one point where I just gave up and I kept a blanket in my locker. And so you would just see me walking around with a blanket as a cape and like honestly like people just vibe with it like no one really cares right like teachers it's like oh okay you brought your blanket good thinking you're probably gonna want to sleep in this class (laughs) yeah right no i'm like the opposite end of the spectrum so either i do like hoodie or leggings or like i actually try but then like i've dated someone that just only wore athletic clothing like only wore nike only wore like under armor and it was disgusting so i yeah no my standards Either, like, they hit the floor or, like, they're just up there because, like, I've seen pretty much everything. So, yeah. Like, for me, I only shop at two stores. Like, okay, I shop at more, but, like, generally, Costco and American Eagle. That's it. <laughs> That's where, like, 99% of my clothes come from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, if that tells you anything. But, yeah, I don't know. Because we don't have that many stores down here. And, like, I have a couple things from, like, Brandy per se. But there's only three in Canada. And so there's one in Vancouver, one in Quebec. And then there's one that's, like, an hour from my house. But realistically, getting there, not easy. (laughs) And especially, it's in downtown Toronto. So... Yeah, like, I'm 10 minutes from New York City, but I would never make that drive there. Like, no, I'm good. It's too crowded right now, too. 
right their stuff is cute though <laughs> but yeah i don't know say la vie i guess yeah sorry we're we're like running over we're like a solid <laughs> 50 minutes now <laughs> i said this was gonna be 45 i'm so sorry no you're good <laughs> this is fun this, this, this is, really is fun, fun though like it's nice to like actually talk with someone you know yeah. rather than just talking to my phone for half an hour yeah well i mean i guess we should probably wrap this up what time is it it's like it's one thirty nine. yeah yeah thank you so if you want just like reintroduce yourself one more time all right, so I am Nicole Hum. I handle on Instagram is Nick Plays Flute. Check out all my stuff there. And I am on day 319 tomorrow of 365 days. You can watch my journey and like watch me follow my face or just really well. So yeah. Awesome. And you guys probably know this, but I'm just going to say it one more time. My Instagram and YouTube are both at Madeline Grace Music. If you got to the end of this episode, thank you so, so much. And your support literally means everything. So thank you, and I'll see you guys next week.